Welcome to the Lazy People Podcast, the podcast about all things technology and people and technology in Belgium, of course, from outside of Belgium. My name is Errol Baikal, and I'm here with my co-host, Metzian. So, hello, everyone. Um, I think last week's episode, where we had uh, Maxime, the security architect uh, from the satellite communication company, was a very interesting episode, Med. I agree. Definitely was a uh, was a good one. Was very uh, insightful. And um, hopefully we have some more some more guests. Would you say? No, we definitely Come have. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean like that? Yeah. So we definitely have an, another guest uh, lined up for next week. If you haven't listened to um, the episode with uh, uh, Maxim Bala uh, about uh, security in the satellite uh, communication industry. You should definitely check it out because it's really an enjoyable episode. Um, One of the things he he taught us, uh, well, basically after the show, uh, so in the post recording was that the uh, that the S in IoT stands for (laughs) security. And uh, we talked about uh, Internet of Things at home, which made me think, you know, since we spent more more time working at home than at the office, um, have you been making any changes to your uh, home office, Matt? Since you know uh, the Corona quarantine uh, uh, work from home requirement thing, or are you still using the same gear that you had a year ago? Well, um, I think um, we. We try to, uh, at least I, I try, huh? I try to improve things a bit. Now uh, it's a challenge uh, because we just have to work with what we have, right? It's not like we, like an office where you kind of decide, uh, I'm going to go to a bigger office. This is being at home. So whichever home you are, um, you live in, uh, you have to make uh, that equipment or acquire uh, new things um, that would fit. Um, so yeah, well, what I've done actually um, since we started, I tried to uh, make my uh, workplace as compact as possible. So uh, to describe it a bit, for example, um, uh, as far as equipment, so the, the, there's a, a large monitor, and behind it, uh, you know, the PC, the, the Mac hangs behind it. Um, trying to get rid of the cables uh, if possible. Uh, so using uh, you know Bluetooth, um, things like that. These uh, are just two questions. What do you mean the Mac hangs there? Like you, you hung it on your on the back of your screen? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a um, it's almost like a an enclosure, right? It's a it's a mount that uh, allows you to um, to slide. Did you buy it, or was it something you just MacGyvered? Well, this one I I bought it. Uh, <laughs> there's a standard for this mount, uh, and uh, and uh, the Mac Mini does uh, does support. Uh, I mean, it does fit in the standard. So this one I did not MacGyver my way through it. Uh, I simply uh, purchased it. Okay, the... we we might we might add a link to that uh, in the show notes. But um, so my other question to you is, Matt, you said you want to go as compact as possible. Um, do you ever feel the need in the weekend, for example, or when you're not working, to just uh, not even be compact, but uh, completely not there? Like instead of making the office compact, making the office disappear? 
Yeah. Or is your office now a uh, fixture of uh, the uh, living roomscape? I don't know which which uh, room you're in, but is it is it there? It's like a statue, uh, something that will remind you twenty four seven about the fact that you know you're, you're working. Well, it's it's the the last one you mentioned, right? So um, yes, uh, this is not a dedicated office. It's a it's in the middle of the living room. Uh, or on the side of the living room. Uh, any day you look at it, you see it. Now there was an occasion where um, there were uh, some uh, some uh, some guests where there was space needed, and uh, so I had to kind of um, move uh, <laughs> the workspace somewhere uh, temporarily uh, out of the way. Now this is where I wanted things to be a bit compact and not have um, uh, too much to um, to. Um, uh, you know, to to move. You know, when you have to uh, to make an arrangement like this. Um, so yeah, that's um, it. It's yeah. It's a, every time you look at it, uh, you look at the weekend. You see, you see right there. You see work. The good thing is that the work that we do is enjoyable. So um, I don't mind looking at it. Um, I'm really, I'm the kind of. Um, you know how some people would say, you know what, I went on vacation and my phone, I turned off my phone, I didn't hear anything, and they're like really happy about it. And you know what, I go on vacation and I have my phone on and I have I had another SIM and, and everyone's calling me and I'm happy about it. You know, it's great. You know, I'm connected. So uh, I, I don't have that line, you know, that uh, work is a bad thing and, uh, and life is a good thing. It just you just try to find I think a balance and and um, and things could be comfortable. Okay, I was going to ask you whether the work from home um, actually impacted your uh, work-life balance, but you seem to have a completely different philosophy on. I guess most people I talk to, and this might <clears throat> this might even include myself. Um, they they talk about. Uh, work always um, infiltrating into all aspects of their life and this digital umbilical which you call the connectedness in fact that used to be that you walk out of the office and whatever work was there you left it there but now you got these connected devices and the work basically haunts you all the way into your bedroom because you're in bed you're just you know looking at social media and your finger slips and suddenly you're looking at work emails and boom, maybe uh, there's something you need to respond to, something is urgent, it's for a customer on the other side of the world, who knows, whatever. And uh, I think generally, most of the people I talk to, whether or not they're they're in, into IT, because of the effect of disconnectedness, they talk about this creep, like work creeps into my, my life. Um, and so my question was going to be with working from home have you sensed an increase in that creep now since you say well i don't look at it that way it's just more um uh, more that uh, work is part of my life and i don't need to feel i don't feel i need to switch it off or on because i balance it well okay has working from home then disturbed the balance it's it's um it's a very valid point. These people are right. It it could easily you can easily first of all forget yourself working way more hours. Um, even this is just even continuous hours. That's one, and two. Uh, also, like you mentioned, you are because of being connected, you are 
doing work at times when you know you don't want to kind of um, I'm the wrong person to ask about this, to be quite honest, because I have a different perspective on, on things. Uh, I could tell you this. Um, so everything in life has good and bad, right? There's good in everything, there's bad in everything. Now, people that would claim your work kind of creeps in into your life, I would even argue that your life creeps in into your work. How many people are on Facebook when they are at the office? <laughs> okay. And, Oh, that's a very <laughs> so. A good, yeah, so good it's point. like you know, if you're comfortable in the, at the office, then feel feel comfortable a bit uh, when you are at home at your life. But just make sure that you do know the priorities, right? So, for example, if you are sitting with your kids and you happen to see an email from work, then you should have the discipline, for example to stay focused with your kids and not just know in the back of your head, yeah, there's an email there. Is it important? Could be, but I'm not going to look at it now. Now, if I'm just watching something or I have nothing to do, uh, for example, if I'm eating, I can do uh, add another another task to my, uh, uh, to my activity, then I might read it at that moment. Am I going to reply to it at that moment? Not necessarily, but it has to have that discipline. Um, and this is where when you do something that you love, um, it doesn't affect you, I think. Um, it doesn't feel bad, at least. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, that's a lot of food for thought. And the reason why it's a lot of food for thought is let's start with one of the first things you said in your response here is your life creeps into your work as well. How many people you see on Facebook? Well, back in the days when we were, you know, still working at, at the offices or on site because work from home was more of less like a luxury than a requirement, you would walk into the office and especially in the engineering department, you know, you people have 25 tabs open on their browsers. Like you go to somebody's desk and, you know, they're, they're working on something, but their browser is open. And more more often than not, they'll have... Facebook open, like you said, they'll have some kind of forum open, they'll have a news website open. So like you say, what they would do in their leisure times floats over into their work. Very astute observation. Uh, then another thing you said is, you know, when you're spending time with your kids and you get an email, you should have the discipline to stay focused on your children. Now, that to me is like a very interesting statement. The discipline to stay focused on your children. The discipline to remain in leisure mode. What, what did you, what, why did you say that? What does it re even mean? Well, because to me, can I, if I can, yeah. sorry, just let me add that. Discipline is usually something you need when you're doing something that's, you know, you don't want to do. But on the other hand, when he said you should have the discipline to stay focused on your children, that rings true to me because I have children and you're playing with your kids and you might get an email or you might get something like a message like on Slack or on Teams. And you're like, oh, yeah, I should uh, be working on this. But uh, please explain. Yeah, more. yeah. So it, I don't want to get into philosophy here, right? But this is we're definitely talking about the definition of discipline. And when I use the word discipline, uh, to me, and again, this is where some people will not agree with me, discipline has a positive um, annotation in a sense. Uh, discipline means you are in control. You are deciding for yourself. 
and not that surprise uh, trigger made made took away your focus or or made you change what you had planned. So this is when I say discipline. That means if it was planned for you to to spend some time with your family, and that email did show up, and you do you have you've seen it right because our devices do mix the life and work. We use the same device for both. So when that email notification pops up, you know it's from it, it where it's coming from. Sometimes you know, well, you probably also know who sent it, and you also knew. You also get to know even how it starts sometimes, right? Like what's the initial, for example, what's the topic? You have to have that, what I use again, discipline or that um, being firm on on your, um, on, on that organization, that plan that you had to say, okay, I'm, I had planned for me to be doing something else. I have some information about a, a message or uh, some work but that will come later. Um, so that's what I mean with discipline. Um, but yeah, it mm -hmm. seems like I've, I've, this is not the first time when uh, people have a negative approach to the word discipline. Oh, no, I didn't look at it uh, in a negative window. I, I thought, you know, what you say makes sense. Yes, you would expect discipline to be in something you don't want to do, but yeah, you look at more like control. Now, I want to add something to that. Anybody uh, who wants to play uh, the uh, the advocate of the other side, they might say, well, uh, why does the organization not have the culture or the, the respect to not impinge on the employee, employee or contractor's time? Because you need to have a culture that says, if their work hours are done, don't, uh, don't bother them, don't send them messages, etc. But I think in the current reality of the world, it is actually on us, on the... Uh, the employee slash contractor side to put up that uh, barrier because first of all work hours have are very fluid now used to be somebody's in the office you see them in the office you know they're working like they, they can't say oh i'm not working right now but with work from home um and uh sliding uh times like some people start at 8 a.m some people start at 10 a.m as long as you're there in the core hours for the meetings everything's fine but you don't know who actually does a, a nine to five and who does an 11 to seven or who does a 12 to eight? You don't know that. So because I can't really uh, find that out, I should always have the ability to ping you. Say, hey, Matt, are you up? Because I'm looking at this interesting thing and I could use your input because I, you know, something along those lines. You, 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 could, you should always be able to send out a message like that. But like you say, it would be on your end to defend yourself. Now I agree with you and the way I defend myself, try to defend myself is on my personal phone, I try to have zero things related to work on it. That means the calendar for my uh, professional activities, the emails for my professional activities, uh, those don't go on my phone. Now recently I reinstalled Slack and Teams for some technical reasons, but Usually I try also not to have those on my phone. My phone is a private device. I, I mean, aside from the fact that I use it sometimes for software testing, etc., but I don't want to be communicated to for professional reasons through my phone. If you want to say something to me about my work, that goes through the, the, uh, the applications on my uh, desktop computer or, or my laptop. 
And that device is physically something I can remove myself from. Whereas the phone is not. The phone just follows me around in my pocket. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And here, here's the thing uh, that started this whole discussion. Um, and I'm sorry we need to keep it short today because we, we don't have that much time today. But the idea is that for the type of work that you and I and most people in, in the uh, information technology business are in is that it's completely different than, let's say, a carpenter. You know, you, or somebody who, who works in a factory, because um, I've I've worked in factory floors, you know, as a student. It's it's heavy work, but once you're done with the job and you drive out of that parking lot, like you can't take the factory and the means of production with you. So the job is done. You, you don't sit around thinking, what am I doing? What, what What's next? But in our line of work, and I think it goes to a lot of people who, who do work in a connected way, you carry that weight around you're showering and you're thinking, oh man, should we change the CICD, uh, you know, something in the pipeline to make that more efficient or you're eating or you're watching a movie and you're still working. And that was already dangerous as it was, but now the work from home coupled to, with the fact that um, the, the, the connectedness of it all, you know, exacerbates the situation. It's almost like your life and work have become one. And I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. Maybe it's it's an it's a topic for another uh, episode. Well, maybe it seems like so. What you the point that you mentioned are are definitely um, yeah. It's a pretty valid. Um, I would say that uh, back in the day, or when I say back in the day, we're talking about now centuries ago. Uh, the work has shifted from then to now, from physical work into more what we would probably call virtual work or. <laughs> mental work um, so we see not just all the work but um, some of it so we fall into not doing we have not doing the physical work work now but we're doing really like more using our brain in a sense uh, and being able to, to 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 even work when we are outside of work um, that's a change that we have to deal with um, and it just looks like uh, we're always gonna offload the physical activities to machines as much as we can um, because we live in a world that's um, uh, first of all we want our comforts and two uh, it's a world that's driven by by uh, uh, financial gains and uh, the robot is cheaper than human that's how it is the day we find uh, humans that work uh, for less than uh, then work <laughs> less than a machine then we would put more people to physical work. So that's what we are uh, dealing with. Uh, so whether we want to or not, um, we will have to to transition. Not not the whole population, but some of us have to have to do have to be able to to organize our life to be able to to process work at at strange times, and also make sure that their life is comfortable, they're happy in their life, um, and they don't, don't feel like they are being... Um, um, Do you think this is, uh, you feel this is inevitable? You feel like there is, there's going to be a group of people who will have to adjust uh, and accept the fact that their lives will be this way, where the, the, there's no black and white difference between the work, uh, there's no uh, separation between life and work 
that is black and white, but it's more like a light gray, dark grayish situation. Yeah, I think I think it's um, yeah for not for the whole again not for the whole um, uh, population, but uh, for uh, a large number of people that would be the case. Yes. Now to be able to do that physical work, it's going to become almost like a hobby uh, to be able to get more involved into uh, something that's you know you are you know um, it's like it's like back then we used we used uh, we used horses for transportation. And now we have cars, uh, but we still use horses, right? But again, that's more for pleasure. Uh, so it might be something like this, uh, where you have to, um, to to do the factory work. It should be like a like a hobby, you know, something you do on the weekends <laughs> to get that pleasure of doing physical work. Um, and then once you drive away, you say, "Ah, oh, I wish I, I could stay there for more hours." <laughs> this is uh, you're reading my mind, Matt. I'm. This is me. You're describing me. I'm doing. Uh, well, I, I suggest we wrap it up here. Okay. okay. And we do another episode where we specifically talk about uh, physical versus virtual work and the satisfaction that one might get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I also would, wouldn't mind revisiting the work from home topic with uh, maybe a guest who's more specialized in something like this, like maybe uh, a psychologist. Um, so if you find somebody like that, it'd be really nice to have them on the show. Okay. As always, Med. Thank you for your very, very interesting insights. No, thank you. It was, uh, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> it is. Well, uh, catch you later. Ah, thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. See, I st still keep forgetting about this because oh, yeah. we're too new at this. Where can, <laughs> where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, madmed.com. Madmed.com. Okay. And me, you can reach me at um, errol at bicall.be. We'll put the links in the show notes. Okay, bye. bye.